every major movie of the 90s in chronological order. Rewatched and dissected. Sick references. Trivia bombs. Listen as they try to not get canceled. It's the 90s. Repeated. Hello and welcome to the 90s Repeated, the movie podcast where we revisit the best films of the 90s from the very beginning with me, Dave, Jim, Hi, and Fish. I like dick. This week it's June 1990 and we're revisiting the Warren Beatty vanity project Dick Tracy made for 460 million pound making 162 million in the united states featuring dustin hoffman al pacino madonna and various other character actors here's the trailer Before we talk about the movie and the trailer, it's the customary music round. Fish is going to cut in in the edit what the scores are because I don't know. I don't know what the scores are. What the scores are? It's five four to me. Jim pulled it back. Oh wait a minute, no, because we cut the episode. It's five three. Five three says. Okay, I'm going to play the song. Are you guys ready? Born ready. Go. I'm closing my eyes. Fans at home, I hope you're listening. I'm going to play a song from the 90s. If this is the first time you're listening to the 90s repeated, I'm going to play a song from the 1990s of this year, of around the time the movie was released, and I'm hoping you can guess it. We're hoping for not not get copyright striked. Here we go. (laughs) Sounds like Grease. Name that tune. Probably Grease if it's 90s. Hopelessly devoted to you by Olivia Newton John. No, what in the nineties? Well, they might have re-released it. Or it is Greece. Tears on my pillow. Correct. Tears on my by pillow. by who? It's guess Kylie. It is Kylie. Correct. Who gets the points for that? Hmm, half a point each. Half Do we dare point. bring this forward? <laughs> Okay, so you're going to get even more complicated than I didn't know already. Kylie did a cover of Tears on My well, Pillow. Well, there you go. She did in 1990. I'm so glad she did. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so we're back and we're here to talk about the 1990 Warren Beatty Vanity Project, as I called it. Dick Tracy, I call it a vanity project because he was the director and producer and basically oversaw the entire production from casting and everything else. Now... Let's do the customary. How do we remember the movie? Let's start with Jim. Jim, what is your memory of this film? When was the first time you saw it? I saw this film when I was, I don't know, six, seven years old. um, And I absolutely loved it. I've watched it many, many times when I was a kid. I had action figures. They did this great line of action figures that were like really awesome because all the characters were just like, over the top like the actual action figures were kind of like all had all these like weird sort of limbs and facial features and stuff uh i had a uh, dick tracy watch which was pretty cool used to press it and it would light up uh but yeah i have really fond memories of this film enjoyed watching it again a lot fish what's your memory of dick tracy when did you first see it the movie the movie <laughs> Um, well, I, re- I remember you reading the-, the comic books in your in your rocking chair. No, I remember <laughs> my rocking chair. The cartoon. Did anybody watch the cartoon? I remember the cartoon. Yeah, right. Because I, that's where I sort of my introduction to Dick Tracy was this cartoon, and I checked it out, and it was like from the sixties. I'm like, why am I watching a sixties cartoon? I have no memory of what, where that would have been repeated if it was on Sky or some random. Nickelodeon channel. I'm sure they used to show like old cartoons though on like some like Cartoon Network, surely. Yeah, maybe. But you remember like the Jetsons was always on. And, like, oh yeah, Flintstones. Flintstones. And I guess they're ancient as well, aren't they? Yeah. But I really remember Dick Tracy and uh, specifically remember a deeply racist character called Joe Jitsu 
<laughs> which, wow. was, which was sadly missing from the film. I was a bit disappointed that Joe Jitsu was missing. Even in the 1990, they knew it was problematic. I'm sure you can imagine what type of character Joe Jitsu was. I'll give you a little... Uh, a brief example of some of Joe Jitsu. Oh, hello, Dick. I'm Joe Jitsu. Oh. It was literally that. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, quite wisely left out of this film. <laughs> Calling Joe Jitsu aboard SS Purlene. Suspects do not suspect, I suspect. <laughs> so can carry out search without difficulty. Oh, so sorry. Cannot oblige. So sorry. Have little suggestion to make. When cried with raw, good policy to have accident policy. <laughs> Sayonara. But honestly, I think I think I'd seen the trailer for the film, and I'd, I'd never seen it. I'd never seen this before. Coming coming back to it. So this is the first podcast. time you'd seen it. This is the first time I'd seen it. Oh, well, that's exciting. Okay. I thought I had, but I definitely hadn't. I don't know how you'd not remember seeing this though. Exactly. Yeah. It's I, incredible. It, yes, yeah. It's okay. absolutely bonkers. What about you, Dave? Well, thank you. thanks for asking, Jim. I, too, had never seen this movie before, before yeah. watching this. I'd probably seen the odd 10 seconds on TV, 20 seconds, you know. Um, but I definitely had never sat down and watched this start to finish. My only recollection of Dick Tracy outside of the blurred TV snippets is, as Jim said, somebody in my family thought it'd be a good idea to buy me the Dick Tracy action figures. Okay. Um, I, I obviously, my my memory was that for whatever reason, Dick Tracy action figures came with guns because it was a you mm-hmm. know they came with Tommy guns, handguns, and the Tommy guns and handguns, I guess because they were made at the same toy factory in Korea, fit exactly into the Ninja Turtle toys' hands, <laughs> and it was amazing. So I got to give all my Ninja Turtles handguns and Tommy guns. Mm. And that was the greatest thing that Dick Tracy gave me. And I remember it vividly for that. So I'm thank you. Pump your guts full of lead. <laughs> Cowabunga! <laughs> yeah. And it was even better with like with like they also I don't know, maybe this was by design. Do you remember Bucky O'Hare? Yes. Yeah. So Bucky O'Hare, those toys also were the same size and you could change guns. And one of the Bucky O'Hare toys was like this duck guy. Do you remember it's like something duck? He was like the second in command for Bucky O'Hare, and he had four hands, and I could give him two handguns and two Tommy guns, and it was the greatest thing ever. What this a Christmas duck guy that was. with like two guns, two handguns, and he, it was it was awesome. I remember it. It's like oh, I've got this coolest, I've got the tallest, coolest hybrid toy on the block. Were these action figures based off the film? Then were these the likenesses yes. of yeah. Warren Beatty and? Yeah, yeah, I think Madonna. I had mumbles. I remember having mumbles you had and mumbles. it looking like Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, right. okay. And I think just uh, just doing a quick Google search, they were made by a company called Playmates Toys, who also did so the Playmates. Teenage, yeah, they there did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. So yeah, they're probably using the probably same. Probably like, did Bucky O'Hare that's as well. Brilliant yeah. Yeah. die cast hands and stuff. Yeah. What a touch! Yeah, yeah, Amazing. yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, first time watching the movie. Um, we've we've gone backwards and forwards on the format of this. Let's just broadly talk about what we thought about it from the get go. Yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, when it when it started, I, I was going in pretty blind. I knew, I knew yellow coat hat. I knew it had mm. weird villains in it. I knew it had Madonna in it. And then the credits started, and I started seeing names, and I oh, was absolutely and completely confused about what was going on. I saw Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman. In fact, I've, I've, I, just one second, because I, I, did, I did write a list. In fact, I took screen yeah, grabs. Let's do it. But it was, okay, so Warren Beatty, Al Pacino, Madonna, mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman, Dick mm-hmm. Van Dyke is in this. Oh, yeah. Um, Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Kathy Bates. Uh, and then I saw Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and, and there was another, another couple. I was just like, what? Paul Savino. Yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul yeah, Savino. exactly. William no, Forsyth, Charles Durning. I was like, what is, what is happening here? Like, this James Kahn. James Kahn's like in there call, too. Yeah, this is what you'd call an all-star cast, isn't it, surely? This made me realise that every movie in the 90s had an all-star cast. Do you know what I mean? Every movie. Yeah. It made me laugh as well that it said starring in order of appearance, because I love it when they do that. All the egos they've got to deal with. Go on. Okay. Yeah, what a cast. And this is why I'm surprised, Dave, you've never seen it before. Because I feel like with a cast list like this, it's kind of one of those films like, oh, I need to see that, just because of all the amazing actors. Yeah, there but it's not just that. It's how 
prominent Pacino is in it. And it's like, Ooh. how is it from that point until this, I haven't seen Pacino in that makeup, even yeah. on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, have, I just haven't seen it. It's like I it, would it, hazard it, a guess that everyone wants to forget it. I would say so. I wonder if he stripped it from the internet. All right, all right, that's enough. I want him dead. Both of them. I want this no-face dead, and I want Tracy dead. What's the matter? You bums forgot how to kill people? Doesn't your work mean anything to you anymore? Have you no sense of pride in what you do? No sense of duty? No sense of destiny? I'm looking for generals! What do I got? Foot soldiers! I want this Tracy dead! Wow. But, but, I mean... Oscar nominated for this role was Pacino. Oh, get God. out was of the he? fucking Absolutely. No he got the Oscar nomination. Well, I didn't for look what? I wanted to look him up, but I didn't get around to it. This movie was nominated for seven Oscars. And Best I think over it, exaggeration. I think it won three. Uh, what was it nominated for? Hold on. It, was, it must be visual. It's all visual. Got to be. Yeah, nominated for seven Oscars. Okay. Uh, Best sound. Best costume design. Best cinematography. Best actor in a supporting role, best music, original song, best makeup, best art direction. And it won for. Yeah, there was Pacino they were, in there. Pacino was not nominated, right? Yeah, best supporting actor. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Which he was the only actor nom, yeah? Yes, yeah, for this. And player. what were the wins? Uh, the wins were best art direction, set decoration, best makeup, and best original song. Um, See. Oh, yeah, oh, fair enough. I mean, I'm not sure about the song because that didn't really pop out to me. It just but depends what else was going that year, doesn't it? Really, I suppose song, so. But... Yeah, yeah, true. But um, I mean, is but this the... a point where we sort of talk about its look because it it was well, it won the Oscars for it? It's um, it's unique. Should we say well, that? Let's, broad, let's broadly say where we are with the movie first. And then yeah, we can okay. Talk about the look of it. Yeah, so yeah, where, yeah. where do we start? We started with Jim. Jim loved it as a kid. He says you still love it now, Jim. Still love it now. Did you love yeah, it as a kid? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fish. First time watch. Absolutely. Where you love it? Yeah. Yeah. We're... <sighs> <laughs> it's a bad film. Yeah. But it looks cool. Um. Okay. Yeah. So my my opinion would be. Looks incredible. I'll get onto that in a bit. Loved individual elements. Probably, I'm going to say, the worst Al Pacino performance I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the Academy. And, Tell and, the Academy, and, and, Dave. And, and, and I watched, um, you know, that one he did with De Niro that I blocked out of what, my Righteous mind. Kill. Righteous Kill. <laughs> yeah. It's a parody of himself. You know what I was thinking while I was watching it? It was like yeah. Bo Selector. <laughs> oh, it's too hot though, isn't it? Yeah. I couldn't live here. It's too hot for me. My minge is kicking out a right pong. <laughs> well, I was like, I was like, oh, maybe this is when he turned. I was like looking at his movies, um, you know, because obviously we talked about how you've got early Al. Mm. Where he's like the Godfather, he's quiet and Michael. He's quiet, he's subtle. Yeah. subtle. And then at some point he became big, crazy Al. And I was like, maybe this is it. And this was it, it is it. Yeah, it is it. Because this was the turning point. Scarface is where he's going big, but it's like it's okay. But this is where it crosses the line. Yeah, yeah. And it's and I was like, got? but I was like Al. It's in the first scene of the movie. I'm, we're going to start with Al Pacino. Sure. First scene of the movie, he's wearing all this makeup. The makeup's so big that you think, wow. oh, you're wearing all this crazy makeup. Maybe go small with the performance because yeah, the makeup's yeah, going to do yeah. it for you, mate. But no, he goes big with the big makeup. Yeah. And you're like, this is completely unnecessary. It's absolutely crackers. It's amazing. But I, the, the Bo Selector thing, I, I was thinking multiple <laughs> times while watching it. Because he even does like the mouth thing as well. I wish I could, he can't do it on a podcast. But he, yeah. he waggles his mouth after he's speaking. <laughs> I didn't like, think it, but now you've said it, I'm like, maybe maybe that's where Bo Selector was born. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Genius. Um, but Well, even more Bo selector is Paul Savino, because they've just done his mouth, haven't they? So it's literally yeah. the same oh, yeah. style. What's he Bo called, selector. Jim? Smiles. Lips manless. Lips, that's it. Lips. That was my favourite action figure when I was a kid. I don't know was why. It? I didn't have that I loved one. lips manless. good. Absolutely yeah. disgusting in the movie. Now, when I saw Paul Savino in this, I don't know if you guys went through the same thought process I did. I was like, oh, Paul Savino, you, you poor bastard, selling yourself out and... 
and reaping that good fella's fame to take an easy paycheck and do some gangster role in Dick Tracy. But it's the same year. It's pre it's the same year as Goodfellas. Yeah, which yeah, was so recorded was like, first, oh, which I, was filmed first. Exactly. Well, I think Goodfellas was first, but I was right. like, oh, I can't judge you, Paul, because it's the same year, so you weren't, you weren't reaping yeah, in the He was just a jobbing actor, goodwill. wasn't he? Just, just, he was just casting his net. But this is the mad thing, right? So I, I don't know much about Warren Beatty's career, but I think this is a testament to Warren Beatty. To any Beatty, of us. Who, yeah. who you know, because I feel like it was him that managed to get this cast together. Like, you know, yeah. I think I think Dustin Hoffman did actually just do it as a favour. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. But yep. like to get all these people that, you know, consider Warren Beatty to be, you know, a good guy in Hollywood or at least, you know, admired or whatever, to get all these people in to do it is, is incredible. It's an, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. So I don't know loads about Warren Beatty, but I'll tell you what I know, because it is like Warren Beatty is like one of these old school royalties of Hollywood. So like in the early 90s, early 2000s, it was like Jack Nicholson. Warren Beatty, you know, Dustin Hoffman. And like Warren Beatty was a big deal because he was like an actor, writer, director, like Kevin Costner, you know, and if he did something, it had like an air of prestige about it and it was going to get a lot of Oscars. And the same with this, got a lot of Oscars. Do you know much about Warren Beatty, Fish? Next to nothing. I had to look him up, actually. And out of, what did outside, you find? Of, outside of Bonnie and Clyde, mm, which yeah. I've never seen, I somehow know his name. He's like ethereal. Mm. And it's he's weird. He's most famous for banging a hundred women. Yes. Now, did Excellent. you know that? Including Madonna, I believe, he's, for a while. If, if you go to his IMDb trivia, it's just a list of women he's banged. <laughs> there's, and there's like 200 women on there. Yeah. Full had disclosure. BT by name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I was going to comment on just the word banged first, but we can move on from that. What's wrong with the word bang? Is that not a clear? I'm not allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> romanced. Sorry. <laughs> 200 women that Warren has romanced. Um, like a rabbit. So let's just get straight to it. You know, I think everyone knows what he was like. And that era is over. And with it, so is Warren. In last year, he got me too'd. He's yeah. still around. Yeah. Yes. Is he still with us? Warren? He got Me Too'd last year. Oh, he got Me Too'd, but, I, I think, But that he was keeping a low profile for a long time before the Me Too movement. So he was like prestigious, yeah, writer-director. Yeah. Then he he kind of, for whatever it's like, you know, I want to be respectful, but he's romanced 200, 300 women, <laughs> and then he married Annette Benning. And if Annette Benning's the woman to make Warren Beatty shut up shop, makes me think a lot of Annette Benning. Do you know what I mean? If you want to know who Annette Benning is, Annette Benning right. is, she's the wife of Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Interesting. So respect to Annette Benning for making Warren Beatty settle down. So after he married Annette Benning, Annette Benning, we're led to believe that he like changed his ways and then was very considered about the movies and projects that he did, presumably because he wasn't sleeping with the entire cast anymore. And so only did one or two films that were quite commercial flops. And then... Um, one thing to consider, a cool bit of trivia, and then we'll go back to the movie and I'll stop rabbiting on, is that um, Warren Beatty, Quentin Tarantino, wrote the part of Bill in Kill Bill for Warren Beatty. You know that, Jim? No, I didn't know that. Sorry. So that plays on his persona, like he's this guy that can romance all these women and have these, these women around him and can get them to do what he wants. So that it, it works a lot better with Warren Beatty in that role. Mm-hmm. But he turned it down, didn't want to do it. And then he went to uh, Carradine, who took David Carradine that took the role. Kill Bill, as much as I love David Carradine in it, would have been better with Warren Beatty, just because it plays on his whole persona and it's cool and it's like mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah. Where are we are? Yeah, so Warren Beatty, tr- problematic figure in this day and age, represents well, old yeah. Hollywood. Uh, yeah, oh, represents old Hollywood. I don't know. If problematic is the right word. Well, he got as I said, he got me too. There is an ongoing court case. Yeah, because of- we we need to we need to sort of qualify this because we know the dark deep rabbit holes of the internet that you dive down, Dave, and like you know sometimes oh, okay. your your I'm- information is. It's what, you think best. my information's sketchy as best? Well, yeah. Well, Fish, uh, it's going to be on Fish to fact check this. Fish, we need some sort of fact check sound. I love going on a fact hunt. Lovely. I believe in November 2022, Warren Beatty was accused of um, well, that was like grooming four months ago. a... Yeah, grooming a actress when she was 14 and sleeping with her when he was 35. Ah, oh, it's not Millie Bobby Brown, is it? No, because this would have been in like 1990. Oh, I see. 
And because they changed the statute of limitation laws in California, that's if you were underage when you were uh, raped or groomed, that you, you can now pursue this. That's why he's being pursued, because you didn't used to be able to do it. But if oh, you were underage God. at the time, now you can pursue it. There you go. That's what happened to Warren. That's what's going on with Warren right now. Yeah, allegedly. That's the thing. Allegedly. That's, that's Allegedly. what we have to, wait, yeah. Like I say, we have to qualify Dave's comments but sometimes. Warren, with, <laughs> for legal purposes. With, like, will you qualify? Warren Beatty, actually, in this moment in time, is probably most famous for being at the Oscars with Faye Dunaway and accidentally reading out the wrong name at the Oscars. <laughs> exactly. Saying, yeah. Moonlight. <gasps> oh, was that yeah. him? Yeah, that was him and <laughs> Faye Dunaway hilarious. from Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, yeah, what an yeah. idiot. And the Academy Award for Best Picture. La La Land. Sorry. No. There's a, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Come on, this is not a joke. Come this on. is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. Warren, what did you do? <laughs> well, he tried. If you go back and watch it, knowing the story, he knew the name was wrong. He showed it to Faye Dunaway going, this isn't right, Faye, basically. You know, that's Said the vibe anyway. he was giving up. And she just blurted it out. <laughs> Amazing. La La Land. Al Pacino, terrible. Let's talk about Madonna. <laughs> um, Jim, Madonna? Thoughts of Madonna in this movie? Um, she's the best she's been in a movie in this movie because she is, you know, everyone. She's terrible. She's a terrible actress. But I think Ooh, she dreadful. is, yeah, her best. What are you guys basing film? that on? Good question. I mean, judgy, judgy fools. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've seen her in a couple of things and she was bad. What else has she been in? Evita. Well, she's been in some terrible movies, but none I've seen, so I query yeah. whether you've seen them. She was in like League of Their Own, wasn't she, with Tom Hanks? Uh, Evita, yeah. yes. But I mean, that, I don't know. Can you count that? She's kind of just singing in that. Yeah. Right. She's pretty good. She got Oscar nommed for that, I believe. I thought Madonna was the best thing about this film and I will happily go to bat for her. And every time she was on screen, I was like, she's really good. Well, that's because she had a tits Yeah, who's going to be Me Too next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you going to frisk me? She was a good actress. I, I love no. Yeah, there was some good stuff in here. So, yeah, when she said, uh, when he was like, Are you mourning for, for such and such? And she said, Well, I'm wearing black underwear. I, I thought that was brilliant. I yeah, was, but that's uh, the script. She didn't make it up. Nah, she was good. <laughs> yeah. Charismatic. Well acted. Wow. Well, fan of Madonna awful. in this. Yeah, she wasn't bad. I'll give it that. It wasn't. I thought like, she was the best. Who's better she than never, her? She in didn't, this? Take, didn't take. Who's better than Madonna in Dick Tracy? Everyone else. Everyone. <laughs> Certainly not Al Pacino. I like Al Pacino in this movie. I think he's oh, great. Yeah, I he's doing like Al Pacino. He's, he's doing a great so comedic performance. It's yeah. like comedic. You know, it, yeah. Oh God, yeah. It's exactly what it is. He's not. A minute ago, you were saying it was Bo Selector. Yeah, comedic. Yeah, exactly. it's comedic. It's brilliant. Oh, okay. He's given it his best. That's why he was Oscar nominated. Okay. Well, let's agree to disagree on Al Pacino and Madonna. Yeah. And, um, let's talk why about... Are we, why are we slagging people off? Yeah, go on. Can we, can we talk about Danny Elfman? Because oh. here he is again. Hack fraud Danny Elfman. Well, this plays into the whole movie, though, Fish, because it isn't this movie just Warren Beatty sat in his living room with a big cigar and whatever woman he happened to have that evening and going, you know what, babe? I quite like that Batman movie. Let's just take it, fill it with all my friends and pitch it to the Oscars. Yeah. But Batman was 89, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, like, how Maybe. long was it out? Before this started getting filmed, good question. Not I mean, long. I, I, and also, I'd, I'd like Warren Beatty had, had owned the rights to this movie for a long time as well. Who Definitely had a passion project. Warren Beatty. He bought on the rights. Yeah, I think he'd bought the rights in like maybe the seventies or something. Um, so yeah. he'd wanted to make this film for a long time. Uh, I think it was after the success of Batman that the studios were like, okay, superhero comic book, comic book movies, movies like, work. So, yeah. Very quick turnaround, though I agree. If Batman came out in the nineties, but I, I there was a, I think there was a lot of hype around Batman and word around town was this was going to be a big deal. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if it was the age of like you could go visit the set, see what was going yeah. on. Going, yeah, yeah. yeah, very okay. quick turnaround to the point that Danny Elfman couldn't even be asked doing a different score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just did the same thing. Yeah, do yeah. that again, Danny. Nice one. Here's your money. Yeah. Stole that stuff Fuck off the off. cutting room floor. Just, yeah, exactly. Just I'll just use that for Dick. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it works, yeah. though. I think it kind of yeah. works. I liked it. Well, in it the, does, because it looks exactly like Batman. <laughs> and it sounds well, exactly like Batman. I'll be honest, yeah. I preferred the score to Nightbreed than to Dick Tracy. Oh. I thought it was a bit more unique. This didn't... I didn't. I don't remember any of the songs. I can't hum, hum any of the themes. Okay, so you didn't like the Scorefish? Well, I like the Batman score. <laughs> and he just did the same again. Okay. So it's a tricky question to ask, answer that. All right. Going through the credits, since we're working our way through... Had you, Fish or Jim, heard the name Victorio Storaro before? No. Oh, wow. Okay, so I saw the name Victorio Storaro come up as cinematographer for this movie, and I thought, shit, I must have known this and subsequently forgotten it. So official, you know, Dave, 90s repeated podcast stamp, Victorio Storaro, in Dave's opinion, is the greatest living, living cinematographer. Sorry, just for anyone that's confused, it's Victorio Storaro. Victorio Storaro. It's, it's, it's not a female, Victorio. No, Victorio Storaro, Dave of, of, of 90s repeated, greatest living cinematographer. He's still going. I think he's 80 years old. He is the cinematographer of Apocalypse Now, what I consider to be the best movie of all time. He also did The Last Emperor, fantastic looking movie, and recently he's been doing a lot of Woody Allen films, and I'm a big fan of Woody Allen's films. <laughs> for, le- for legal purposes. Yeah, let's not go any further than that. <laughs> yeah. I need to get into that muddy territory and water. Um, but surely you guys both, yeah, you're talking about looked amazing. That's well, all yeah. Victoria. It, 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 yeah, it did look, it looked so bad sometimes that it, it it looked so bad it was good kind of thing. It was a real... All the matte paintings oh, yeah. looked interesting, but some of it didn't quite work. The, the matte paintings are amazing. Like, even... Yeah. Like, going back to the, the, the opening of the film, I don't even remember, it's this big, like, panning shot across the city, and they managed to, like, yeah. pan across this... I think it's a matte painting or a model or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, the ingenuity behind that, how they did that is incredible. Like, I, I don't know how they did that and, yeah. and there's a lot of shots like the one with the train and this the big train running down the train tracks like that was a, a miniature model that mm-hmm. they kind of set up i think all this stuff was just incredible and it's so overly stylized but that kind of leads to you know the the comic strip look of the film um yeah all the matte paintings were. i mean it's got a unique style i mean when uh, and when i was watching it I um did you were you I I spent a lot of my time thinking about Jim Carrey's The Mask. Did you guys? <gasps> yeah, a little bit. No, yeah. but just, just now that you've said that, absolutely. Yeah, there's a couple, I was there's like, one oh. shot of is it Edge City in The Mask? Yeah. And I think there's a, an establishing shot of Edge City which just looks like that. But even even like Dick, Dick Tracy's yeah. outfit. I'm like, was Jim Carrey's yellow outfit in the mask just a riff on? What a great Dick point. Tracy. Definitely. Yeah, I'd never picked that up. Almost certainly. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did like I didn't put two and two together, and I was like, oh, clearly the mask lifted yeah, that, everything from that. That's this movie. a great shout. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, so, and even down to Cameron Diaz and the singing in the bar and all that. Yeah, wow. just a little riff on on this movie. Yeah. 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 And I prefer The Mask. So if Dick Tracy led us to Jim Carrey's The Mask, then, you know, I've got to respect, I've got to respect Dick well, Tracy got, for that. Yeah, props for that. Well done, Dick. That's some good, well done, Dick. <laughs> that's some good Dick. <laughs> but just go, like, go again, with the cinematography, because I think, mm. again, I don't know who this guy is, but... Um, He's the cinematographer of Apocalypse Now. Well, yeah. The greatest movie <laughs> of all time. Well, you're not listening. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was listening. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that... Um, Every shot in this film is in focus. Yeah. Right? And even to the point where there's an awful lot of uh, double focus shots in this film. So something in the foreground is in focus. And they use like a split lens. So that's the, right. the, yeah, the I, thing that's yeah, in yeah, focus yeah. is, you know. And I, mm. this was obviously done because they wanted everything to look like the frame of a comic book. So, mm-hmm. you know, everything is, is constantly in focus. And I'd never noticed that before when I was a kid watching this film, but it's just something that stood out a lot this time. And the fact that it's like shot in the sort of flat 185 aspect ratio, it's not widescreen, it's not scope. And it's just like every frame. And also the camera doesn't move very much. The camera is always Mm -hmm. either locked or it does like a slow pan because they want to Mm -hmm. maintain this like comic book uh, framing. Um, Yeah, it's a good observation, Jim, saying that everything being in focus makes it feel like a comic book. And you're right. And I'd never thought about that before. And I just think, yeah, you've really 
hit the nail on the head there that like of course when you look read a comic book everything is in focus nobody draws anything out of focus yeah and that is why they do it in movies like dick tracy and the matrix being the other classic where it's Mm -hmm. everything's in focus they use split frames because they're going for that comic book look and even when we were talking about um tales from the dark side a couple of weeks ago Mm. I said it was very comic booky. I didn't make the connection of everything's in focus, but I guarantee if I went back and looked at that movie, you'd be right. Everything would be in focus yeah. all the time. So, but how, yeah. how do you guys feel about like the color color palette of the movie? Because obviously the the color palette is again it's lifted from the comic strip, so where they only basically use like seven different colors. That's something. something I spotted, and I I, I literally looked it up because it looked weird, and I couldn't like put my finger on it. So I ended up doing a bit of a dig, and that's exactly right. Yeah, what you just said. I think they literally just used seven colours. It was like red, yellow, green, blue, whatever the hell else. Well, that's quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's mm. has that been done before or since? Well, you know when the movie starts, it's almost it's like the, they use the Touchstone logo and it's in black and white, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. oh, is oh, this movie going to be in black and white? Am I going to... Inter-? So it made me think that of like Sin City, but obviously Sin City's not as... Ext- was more extreme than this. Yeah. So that's using yeah. like no colours and maybe it's black and white with a couple of colours in it. Mm-hmm. Um. But this kind of like only using five or six colors. I mean, Batman probably does do that, you know, because most of it is shades of black and blue, isn't it? Um, are there others? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. How much inspiration do you think Zack Snyder took from this? Because I couldn't get it out of my head when I was watching it. Oh, like three hundred. Well, Watchmen, more, more um, Watchmen specifically. Um, I think it's the, yeah, I mean, they're all properties from comic books as well. But it, right? but it, but it's the, it's the difference between taking a comic book and adapting it and mm. literally making it look like a comic book, which yeah. I think has only happened a few times with varying degrees of success. Yeah. I think um, like Dave said. Watchmen like, being one of them. Yeah, Watchmen and Sin City. Yes, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why, that's why I think this movie's great and it kind of like, you know, Sort of paved a, you know, a way for this sort of amazing like comic book style of, of cinematography. Well, then what happened culturally then? Because this has been forgotten. This film, I'd say, this there was no sequels. Yeah, hundred percent forgotten, not talked about. And I, I was thinking about this too, fish. And I think it's because this is very much like a stepping stone movie. In that, like when it came out, I get that everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's a comic book on screen. I've never seen anything like this before." Like, and it's all very fresh and new. Look at all these amazing actors in it. But it's like, yeah, but like, jump 10 years. We have all that, and we've actually got some decent performances in it that aren't crazy and over the top, and also a story that's actually kind of compelling. It's like, hello, we've got Infinity War, Marvel Infinity War, or we've got Sin City, or we've got, which managed to do what Dick Tracy's doing, and a little bit more. So I get when Dick Tracy came out, it was like, oh my God, this is really revolutionary and quite impressive. But like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of weaknesses in this film that other films have come, done the good stuff that Dick Tracy's done and filled in the gaps from the bits that were really weak. You know, I, I think that's I was, kind of why it's I was been bored forgotten. quite a lot. Yeah, I was bored for most this. of this. And it was just, oh, I wish it just had a better, more interesting plot. What happened in this film? Engaged. I can't tell you. I watched it twice. I yeah. can't tell you what happened in this film. Go on, Jim. Jim, what happened? Can you do a quick blurb if you were writing what's the, the DVD? What's the plot of this movie? No, actually, what's the plot? What's the plot? I mean, okay. So, the, right. So, first of all, the thing is with this film is it goes straight into it. There's no fucking, like, you know, 20 minutes. It's of, not an origin story. There's no, it? Yeah, it's no origin. There's no character development. It's just like straight in, bam, you get going. Right? The only like thing I will... Like and Dynamite. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, which we can now reference everybody. <laughs> right, I can raise references now. Yeah, right. Go on. The one thing I will say about this movie is that the, the the kid is unnecessary. Okay, they could have done away with the whole. Did we character recognize the kid, the kid while we're the here? boy from Hook? The boy, the boy from, from Hook, Jack. Who's recently Bob? started acting again, by the way. In the last two years, he's come back. Yeah. He's been gone, and now he's back. Well, let's not deviate. Carry let's on, deviate. Jim. Well, I'm hoping uh, he'll make an everything all at once style. Oh, short round <laughs> he's going to win a comeback. Oscar. he's going to be nominated for best supporting next year apparently they I'm wanted Macaulay for Culkin for this film obviously oh, but he was uh, he, he was yeah. busy shooting Home Alone so he couldn't it was at the same time yeah um, 
So yeah, uh, you get introduced to Dick Tracy, and you obviously know that he is like. So they based this character on Elliot Ness, right? So this was kind of like the height of like Prohibition era uh, America uh-huh. when the comic strip <sighs> came out, and he's like this sort of super cop, and you got Big Boy Caprice, who's like based on Al Capone, uh, and the film starts with this like shootout. It's like the Valentine's Day massacre. And basically, Jim, I don't need scene by scene. What what's what happened in the movie? <laughs> Big boy, what's the plot of the film? What's the plot, bitch? Big boy Caprice wants to take over the city. Dick Tracy's not going to let it happen. In the middle, you've got Madonna that's trying to, you know, who turns okay, out to be. Right. Who turns out to be the villain of well, you know, the the, the secret no, villain. Okay, of spoilers. Though. Fill in the gaps for me, right? I okay. Go so, on. So okay, I get right. There's a big crime boss in the city. Yeah. Al Pacino knocks him off, takes over his bar, takes over his business. Yeah. Dick Tracy wants to put him away. Yeah. Right. What's what happens in the middle of this movie between him stopping him, him doing that, and Dick Tracy stopping him? Because that's where I'm blank. Shit loads of montages. Lots There's of montages, montages. Lots of pictures. <laughs> a lot, lots of shots of newspaper <laughs> of newspapers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's, no, of, there's lots, no middle act. Lots of there's singing. no middle act to this film. The middle it's, it's the beginning it's, end. It's the journey to the end. <laughs> you know what the worst part was? Genuinely, I yeah. thought we were heading towards the final act, and I was like, sweet. And I paused it to get myself a drink, and we were halfway through. I the did film. exactly the same thing. Did you really? Yeah. I was living. I looked at the time so clock. Mad. I was like, there's another hour left of this film. Yeah. Oh, God. But then McDonald took her clothes off, and I messaged you guys at that moment. I was like, there's another hour left of this movie. I can't. Yeah possibly watching over around the editor oh, clearly knew what they were doing Madonna's there. taking her clothes off okay maybe I can stick with this till the end yeah I mean yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> we're shitting um, on Jim's childhood I can feel I it. know, I know. <laughs> well we've all been in this situation we have you, yeah, you were there with turns. nuns on the run exactly true. I was there where was I with there with what was my one what did we shit on you for Heat. No, I liked heat. Here's a question, though. Here's a question, though. I mean, you've just said you don't like the story and you were bored. But I don't know the story. If you were to take this movie and, like, do it straight, as in, you know, chuck out the colour palette, film it, you know, not properly. Why would you do that? Well, no, but then, like, you know, take out all the comedic elements, take out the makeup, just make it like a gangster movie with this guy who doesn't know whether he wants to settle down with his girlfriend and he's always being torn. They've got this kid that they could potentially adopt and, you know, there's this crime boss that's taking over the city. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is the plot of another gangster movie that we've all seen and yeah. watched, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like the story gangster film. Is, its, is its downfall necessarily because there are plenty of gangster films you can watch that are boring as fuck and they don't go anywhere. Um, but so you've got, so how would you feel if this film was different? Because what, what what you have got is the great colours and the makeup and the well, that's fun. what's keeping you in though, isn't it? Is the colours and the the cinematography. But, well, for, the for me, it's design. not really the colours or the cinema. It's the wacky characters. Yeah, it's it's um, flat top and mumbles and big mm. fat guy with small face. Yeah, and yeah. Pacino's chin and yeah. the, the, no face. And if you're not laughing every time Dustin Hoffman is on the screen, then I don't know what to I do. I was okay. pissing my I'll pants. I'll say it now, right? Who's his agent? We're talking about Dustin Hoffman. I feel like Dustin Hoffman's performance, right, in this movie, borderline offensive to his Oscar-nominated performance in Rain Man. I was going to say, which came first? Rain Why? Man came out in 1988. So he's oh. done a serious autistic man in Rain Man. He's, been, he's won an Oscar. Right. And now it's like, Dustin, can we get you to do Rain Man, but just wackier? And like, <laughs> right. a bit crazy. And I'm like, but like what, I just think it's like what, borderline what offensive. Doing? Did he, because he can't, he must, he must have seen the script, right? They must, the actors must have thought Comic book new movies are the new big thing. It'll like spawn a bunch of sequels. Yeah. Let's get in yeah. on the ground floor. Because why else would you do this? I've paycheck. got no that idea. That was a paycheck all paycheck. over it, wasn't it? Yeah, but, but this yeah. is like, I don't like you guys fucking amaze me so much. This is exactly <laughs> what happens with all these fucking actors that are in Marvel movies these days. Why are you like defacing yourself by being in these like because, shit shows? It's like, you know, you've got because, Samuel L. Jackson, who's like one of the greatest, like, and he's mm, fucking playing mm. some eye-patched bald twat in these like superhero movies. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? It's like, the exact same thing. His name is Nick Fury. Yeah. I know his name's Nick Fury. It gives me fury that I know that as well. Um, so I think, Jim, I think there are actors in the Marvel movies that are phoning it in. Like there are Samuel well, L. Jackson, yeah, arguably, all, is one of all them. All of them. But 
Well, I... Jeremy Renner, God rest his bones. <laughs> Jim, Jeremy Renner's still with us time of recording this podcast. He's, still, yeah. he's okay. Um, he's going to pull through. Um, Tom Holland is given everything in all those movies. It, Exactly. Poor guy. But that's all he's got. He hasn't got the great dramatic work behind him to back it up, has he? Well, he, he's got The Impossible, but that was a few years ago. The Impossible was pretty <laughs> Yeah, dramatic. but no, but Tom Holland's given everything in all these movies. And I think Robert Downey Jr. gives everything in all these movies. Some of these actors, but I, you know, I can, I can see in these Marvel movies in Infinity War, I see you, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, I see you. I know the actors that are phoning it in right. and the ones that are really giving everything. I see you, Cheadle. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just for balance, don't pick out the black guy. He's another one. <laughs> Wasn't <laughs> you want a white guy that's phoning it in for balance? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's giving everything. Sorry, I believe he? he's giving everything. Paul Rudd. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt phoning it in a little. Yeah. Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. There you I go. I think he's phoning it in a little. Yeah. He's just doing Parks and Rec in space. Yeah. I don't feel like he's a hundred percent committed, Chris Pratt. Okay. There we go. We yeah. cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, Jim, while we're here, Michael Keaton only giving about 60% still amazing. Right. In um, in the Marvel movies. Um, in Marvel movies? Yeah, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, you're I'd right. I'd say he's right. only giving about 60-70% of yeah, his the vulture, full capability, but he's still incredible. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is, Jim, is that, uh, yeah, in the Marvel movies, they're, they're, not, they're, they're just giving better performances than in this one. Okay. There's no part of Dustin Hoffman that's giving anything in this. Get me mumbles. Okay, you know, my I don't know. 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 I turned up in a Marvel movie. And, Meryl you know, Streep. Meryl Streep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Meryl Streep could turn up in a Marvel movie, mumble all the way through it, and get an Oscar nom. Do you know, you reach a certain point in your tell career. You what, get, you're given enough every time, year. we're going to see Meryl Streep in a Marvel movie. Oh, oh yeah, I'm surprised we haven't. Surprised yeah. we haven't. They're all yeah. turning Maybe up. Bill, Bill Murray's in one. Of course. Can you build it? I mean, that's, Bill Murray's getting cancelled. That's, that's getting edited out. Just oh, the result of the only films being made. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, whilst we all sit and dwell on how wrong Dave is about this, let's play a game. I really enjoyed it when we, I think it was when we did the Tremors podcast. Uh, the we Six played Degrees. Six Degrees of Kevin oh, Bacon. God. And it was a lot of fun, and I thought it oh, might be God. fun to do another little game, little quiz. So, I don't have enough wine for this. <laughs> in the spirit of Dick Tracy, just because uh, it's a funny name, Dick Tracy, I thought I'd come up with the most juvenile game that I could. And I think I've succeeded. The game can take three different forms. And uh-huh. I've come up with the form that I think is going to be the hardest for you guys to, to get an answer. Uh, but it'll be fun. So basically what I've done is I've come, I've come up with a character name that always starts and we with... we have to sexualize it. No, 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 no. The character name is always Dick. Okay. So the, the, <laughs> the character's first name is always going to be Dick. Okay, so there's a character right. name, there's the actor that played them, and there is the yep. film or TV show that they were in. Okay, oh, so okay. There, there are three things there. Now, this is where it gets interesting because I've come up with three different games. The first game is that I give you the film and the character name, mm. and you mm. have to guess the actor. And that okay. game is called Whose Dick Is This? <laughs> <laughs> the second version of this game is where I give you the character name and the actor name and you have to guess the film or TV show that they were in. And that game is called What's That Dick In? <laughs> okay. Third we're version. sounding good so far. Oh, <laughs> the lovely. Third version it's going to be hard to pick. The third version of the game is where you have to guess the character name. So I'll give you the actor name and the film or TV show and you have to insert or put your dick in. Brilliant. Okay. Can we play all of these, please? <laughs> the second game has the greatest chance of success between me and Which Fish. one was that called again? Put What's your dick that in? dick in? What's that dick in? 
yeah. where we, you name the character and, and the actor, yeah, and you have to say what show he's in. I feel like that has the greatest chance okay. of let's go with fair what's competition. that dick in. Okay, yeah. okay, and that that was what I was going to go with. So Dave's yeah. clearly going to win this. <laughs> no, I think you've got a better chance if we're saying the character name and the actor. Go on, go on. I feel like you've got a good chance here. All right, so how do we? Can we need? We need a buzzer or something. What's yeah, yeah. The, just you just got to say I know that dick. I, think, I know that dick. <laughs> I know that dick. Yeah. Let's I think, go with that. I think yeah, I'll just say dick. It's up to just you. Just say dick, yeah. Just I think just dick. just dick. saying dick. Okay. Yeah. Um right. so I've got six of them. Wait, 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 big it up. Come on. Let's play okay. What's that dick in? <laughs> okay. I've got uh six dicks here. Um <laughs> some of them are easy, some of them are gonna be a hard dick. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I, I spent a lot of time in my lunch hour putting this. Yeah, this is great. Go on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so you have to uh, name the film or TV show. Okay, number one. So your the, first... I, just, 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 I need to be really clear on the rules. We, the, the object of this game is we need to name the... Film or TV show. Thank you. Number one. Christian Bale, Dick Cheney. Oh, what's the name of that fucking film? Oh, I thought you guys would be better at this. Yeah, this is no. a, this. I don't know. Uh, so, Dick. <laughs> I don't know the name of the movie, but I know it's. Is it just called Cheney? And it's it's where Christian Bale plays. It's close. It was called. He played the vice president. It was just called Vice. Oh, vice. it was called Vice. I knew yeah. what it was. Okay, okay. But I know it was, it was Christian Bale. So that's right? nil point so far. No dick. Nil point. I won't no, take a point for that. Nobody has any dick. Dickless. That was that was a harder dick than I thought. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream that this podcast would be highbrow. That we would sit on. That we would sit on sofas like Mark Commode in suits and talk <laughs> about films and educate people. Here I am. Shut up, Dave. I want to win. Number two. Okay, I think this one's going to be easier, so quick on your dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, quick. Okay. Number yep. two. Chris O'Donnell, Dick Grayson. Dick. Dick. Batman Forever. Uh, uh, is this chaos or is yep. this order? No, we'll go with that. Yeah. You had good. Batman and Robin down, didn't you? I did have Batman and Robin down. He was in Batman think... Forever first. You're absolutely right. And I want extra dick points for that. <laughs> you on. get extra I dick. I said dick first and you just overwrit me and, and jumped in. I now, said the word from dick From my first. point of view, I said dick first. Fish said dick first from my ears. Yeah. Dude, we'll have, to go, we'll have to go in Jim's ears. Fish is dick because in my ears Whoever first. comes in Jim's ears. <laughs> First. Okay, here we go. Number three, Jim Carrey, Dick Harper. Dick. Go on. Fun with Dick and Jane. He's got it. He's got it. I didn't know. I would never have got that. Well done. Very good. Very good. I was going to make that harder by going with the original Fun with Dick and Jane. I bet you were. With George Seagal, but that dick was hard enough already. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Number four, Dan Hedaya, Richard Dick Nixon. Oh, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> I have to say, this one's probably the easiest one when you think about it. Dick. Go on, Dave. I heard a dick. Nixon? No. Nixon. No, I passed. Don't know. The movie was called Dick. Oof. I believe it had Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams in it. Right. Mm. That is an obvious dick that we didn't yeah. get. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's losing some steam now. It's oh, not wow, this is great. Oh, the hardest. <laughs> These, yeah. <laughs> this is some of the hardest dicks I've ever had. Okay. Number five. John Lithgow, Dick Solomon. Dick. Oh. Dave, you're up. Third Rock from the Sun? Correct. Damn it. You, you pipped me. This is the last one. This is the last dick you're going to get. I think. Wait, wait, wait. What's, I think is Dave got two and I've got one. I think Dave's got two now, hasn't he? he got a. Uh, oh no, yes. Fish. It's it's two one, right? Right. So two I've got one. to get just a level, and you've got to get this last dick. Okay. Number six. John Ham, Dick Whitman. Dick. Go on. Bridesmaids. <gasps> no. You are excluded. Dick. From... Mad Go on. Men. Yes, it's Mad Men. Oh, we need a dick off. Dick <laughs> Whitman it. was Don Draper's real name. That's apparently. wonderful. Yeah. Right, Jim, we do, because it's a draw to all, we do need a dick off. All right, I t- okay, let, let's, okay, we'll just do, how old is this dick? And I'll just give you one dick. Yeah. Great. 
And you tell me how wild they are to the nearest. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Excellent. All right. I, I, excellent. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How old is this dick? How old is Richard Gere? Now, Dave, you 58. go first. Oh, he's committed. He's committed. 58 years old. That's how old you think that dick is. Yeah. I believe that dick is 62 years old. I mean, you're both quite far off. Dave is the closest. He is 73 years old. I knew I was way off. I don't know why I said 58. I panicked. His old <coughs> dick, dicky gear. Well, there you go. That what was Dave my game? Win? Thank What's you. Dick in? I take um, home the dick. Well, I'm very pleased with that game. Can we not say dick anymore now, please? Put your feet up. Get yourself a cup of tea. It's time for categories. So first up, we have got best line from the movie. Jim. Go suck an egg. Who the hell says that? The little kid. He does say that. Does he? Yeah. What's the timestamp? <laughs> it's very it's like almost when they first meet or when Is he it first brilliant? meets him it's around that time yeah go suck an egg the best line is Madonna saying when he says do you feel no grief and she goes well I'm wearing black underwear that is that is the best line no grief for lips I'm wearing black underwear well there's what about what about Dustin Hoffman Big Bang did it Big Bang did it that's quite a good impression <laughs> I also like when they uh, tie Dick Tracy up in the basement and they're going to like, you know, blow up the boiler and one of the gangsters just runs away. He's like, 30 seconds, no more dick. 30 seconds, no more dick. 30 seconds, That's where you got no the idea dick. for the game, right? That's yeah. <laughs> where, where Name That Dick was born. Very good. Next category, recast this. Pick a 90s actor and recast the movie to make it better. I didn't talk about this at any point. I think Warren Beatty's a charisma black hole in this movie. I think he brings nothing to it. Oh, God. Not in any... I don't... He, doesn't, he does nothing for me in this. He's quite um, bland. Very bland. If it had been Richard Gere, you know, it's 1990, I would have been way more into it. Yeah, I mean, I think Harrison Ford was up for this part at some point. Yeah, would have been way better. Hundred percent. Because this film, quite bland. This film went through a few directors before it, you know Warren Beatty decided just to do it himself. I think like Martin Scorsese was going to do it for a while. Steven Spielberg was going to do it for a while. Even Tim Burton. Tim Burton was going to do oh, it for a while. Christ, yeah. you can see yeah. that. But there you go. Like even Michael Keaton, I think, would have been more charismatic. Um, so we can jump straight to miscast the movie. Who's the worst Dick Tracy and the worst? Let's say. Let's just go with two. The worst Dick Tracy and the worst... Um, what's Madonna's character name? Breathless Mahoney. Breathless. Who's the worst yep. Dick Tracy and the worst Breathless Mahoney? I'll say it now because, again, I haven't had the chance to say it before. Madonna got a lot of criticism for this for just trying to be Marilyn Monroe. As, I, I, as a 30-something going into my 40s, I don't have any knowledge or relationship with Marilyn Monroe, so I, that's why I thought she was actually pretty good in this. It means nothing to me. Right, Marilyn Monroe is like our dad's generation, isn't it? Do you, you guys, you guys watched any Marilyn Monroe stuff? No, no. next to nothing. No. 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 So yeah, I, I thought that's why I thought Madonna was good in this. Okay, but miscast this. this. I think this is a new category we're trying. Yeah, trying to make this movie as bad as it possibly can be. Doesn't take much. Hey, 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 hey. I'm not sure about this category though, because surely you can just like cast somebody like completely against type. Who's worse than Arnold Schwarzenegger? Dick oh, Tracy. you know, but it would have been better though. This is what I'm saying. It would have <laughs> been better with Arnold as Dick Tracy. So what about Mariah Carey as Breathless Mahoney? <laughs> not around in the nineties. Even getting Sharon Stone would have been better. I think she was considered as well. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I basically Celine though. Dion. I think people who turned this movie down were people that didn't want to sleep with Warren Beatty because it was kind of like the unwritten rule that if you were going to be in this movie, you had to bang Warren. It's like no thanks, I'll pass. Speaking of your disdain for Warren Beatty, kill the lead. Would this movie have been better if Dick Tracy would have just died? Just killed him off. Yeah. Yeah. Let the kid take over. <laughs> Let kid. Madonna take like over. Jack from Hook take over. The woman who played his girlfriend in this, Jim, do you have her name to hand? I did uh, write it down. She has a bit of a tragic career. So I, was trying to, I wanted to talk a little bit about her. Yeah. Um, her name was Glenn, Glenn Headley. Yeah, she was a kind of a big theatre actress, sadly passed away at the age of 60. Oh, I didn't know that. An, okay. Yeah. 
Um, she kind of left. She was a big theatre actress, and she kind of left acting in the late nineties to be a mum. You know, she had a kid, and um, she was married to John Malkovich. John Malkovich had an affair with Michelle Pfeiffer while he was married to her. And um, yeah, she got remarried to like a grip whose name I don't remember. Just someone in the industry had a kid and decided to be a full time mum. And then sadly passed away at the age of like sixty-two with an ulnarism, like a like a, in a brain because Jesus killed her like that. Yeah, so it was really sad, really tragic loss. I just wanted to pay a little tribute to Glenn Headley. Well, Dave's favorite category: food from the movie. Now I actually yeah. clocked a couple Ooh, of things here. Hello, there is some in this one. There is, yeah. I mean, that, I, uh, kid, that kid's eating that kid all the chows time. chows down on a nice little... It's, it's it looks a... pretty overcooked, though, doesn't it? He's chowing down on... That bit of pie he's eating. No, I was thinking, like, the steak or bit of meat. Oh, that's why I caught a little bit of pie he was eating. It was quite nice. And the pistachio ice cream gets a shout-out as well. Pistachio ice cream looked good. I'd go with that. Yeah. I want some of those oysters that Lips Manless is... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no. oysters that he's slurping oh, down with so Disgusting. Oh, that is yeah. disgusting. Madonna agrees. This next category, bit of a given in this film. Musical number. We get a musical number. We don't well, have to. It literally won an Oscar for best original song. Won an Oscar, and I can't name a single line or bit. Can you name the Jimish one of your childhood favourites? Can you sing a line from this? No, I don't think I can. More, more. He's really drunk because I try and get Jim to sing every podcast, and he never does. <laughs> and today's the day. I'm not drunk. Teetotal, yeah. Dave. So I believe the song was called Sooner or Later. Yes. And that's what won the Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll, I'll cut it in. No, What a banger. No, yeah, no recall of it whatsoever. <laughs> it's funny though, because, you know, obviously the reason that this category is in here is because we think that, uh, you know, a film should have at least one musical number. And I absolutely. think, unfortunately, this film does overcook that by having does too have many. Does have too many. You know, yeah. it's just a little bit too but much. But in future, what we want to do is try and create our own musical number for the movie. If one doesn't exist. Mm. Yeah. But unfortunately, it does exist in this one. Yeah. Get Mumbles. Get Mumbles singing a song. Exactly. There you go. Jim's on it. At this point, I've got a, a new... I've got a flash category. Yes. Um, I'm deciding if it doesn't come up in conversation, I'm going to ask Dave to name the Star Trek actor that appears in this film. I know the answer. Brilliant. Jim knows it. What a shocker. Keep it to yourself. Okay. Go on, Dave. What is it? Or you can name the character if you're not sure of the actor name. I think I know, by the way. I'm pretty sure I know. I, I don't know. Go on, Star Jim. Trek actor. So I think, and I, I feel like I've seen him in a Star Trek outfit. Is it Colm McMurney or something? Colm Meany. Chief Colm O'Brien Meany. from Deep oh, Space that, Nine is in this. Oh, I didn't yeah. know he was in this. Didn't see him, didn't recognise him, didn't see his name in the credits. Yeah, he he pops in for all of five seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There he is. Quick little cameo. Chief O'Brien. Yeah. Amazing. Love it. This movie features, like, I, I, again, just completely wastes this moment. It's the first time that James Kahn and Al Pacino have been in a movie together since The Godfather. Mm. And it's some throwaway board, board, boardroom scene. Yeah. That means nothing. And I'm like, ah, oh, what a waste. Yeah. You could have had them meet face to face, had some sort of tension, had something, nothing. Yeah, but The Godfather didn't matter, did it? Because it was the same year. No. What? No, fish, mate. Godfather came out in like 1979. It was Goodfellas. What am we'll I thinking of? We'll I'm that. thinking of Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah cut that. <laughs> you sound like a fucking idiot. No, I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to keep it in. I'm keeping that in. I haven't cut that out just to James highlight Carl how Pacino were not in the Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Godfather, okay. Goodfellas. They both start with a G. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> hey, forget about it. Forget right, about it. Next. Forget about it. <laughs> I want to know, I want to know which part De Niro turned down. Because he was The clear- Al Pacino role, I'm guessing. But you're sure. only, you're out, it's the 90s, you're only doing the big role, you're not taking a supporting. But everyone took a supporting role who was a big actor. Uh, Al didn't, Al took, uh, it's like, we go to De Niro, it's like a game, isn't it? It's like, I'm sure they went to both of them, and whoever said yes first got the villain. Sure. Maybe once De Niro one says it? yes. It could once be, one says it? yes. Maybe he nah, plays that one... guy with a big head and a small face. <laughs> 
once, once one says yes, the other one isn't taking the lesser role. That's what I'm saying. Why? It ain't happening. Because it's like a rivalry, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's like I a rivalry. I don't think it's a rivalry. They're quite good friends. They are now, but it's like Stallone Arnold. They're not being I'm in just the same say movie, that. but one's yeah. got a bigger role than the other. Isn't it that and famous that story happening. where Schwarzenegger... What was the, what's the film? Don't stop or my stop mom, or my will, mom shoot. will shoot. Right, yeah. Schwarzenegger said, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. It sounds like a great film. And then he doesn't do it and lets fucking... Tells his agent that Stallone... Yeah, tells his agent, tells Stallone I'm just about to sign the dotted line. And then Stallone snaps it up. Yeah, and then it, he knew he knew it was a turkey. The fucking bitchiness of them two. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't imagine Famous. the same bitchiness happening between De Niro and Pacino, though. Maybe not. I think there's a competition for the Oscar. I think that's where it's bitchy. It's like, I want to win the Oscar. So there's a competition... That goes on now, by the way, like because like every movie gets offered to Leo first, you know that. Like every single movie will go to Leonardo DiCaprio first, and then whatever he says no to, Christian Bale will get. I imagine that will grate a little bit over time. But I think in I think when this movie came out in the nineties, I I do think it was it was level pegging between Pacino and De Niro. I don't think you could pick one and go, I want him over that one. I think it was just whoever said yes first. But uh, right now, I mean, that's I, yeah, Jim, you take you take Leo, right? That's the conventional thinking. You take Leo over Bale. You're making a movie right now. No, you I don't. Bale. I I don't particularly like Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor. Now, <coughs> there's a degree to which I stop the podcast. Though. I'm I'm with Jim on this. Yeah. Oh my. He God. he's Leo's the the goat. Yeah, but he's right on the line he's for the me goat. of taking me out of the film yeah Leo yeah he doesn't quite no. sometimes it does happen but it, you're watching um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and I'm watching mm. Leonardo DiCaprio acting I'm yeah. not watching yeah we've spoken about this before about like you know character actors you know yeah. Tom, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt these aren't like transformative actors and I put yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio right. in the same category there he's not. Go. He's not Christian Bale. Oh, you know what? Christian Bale is more transformative than Leo. Yeah, I will give you that. That's what you want from an actor. You don't want, you know. Well, yes, what you want. The guy from Titanic. I want, I want raw sexual charisma. <laughs> I just want a Jack to fit on the door at the end. <laughs> Would this movie be better non-linear? I've just written. Who cares? <laughs> it would have been though because it would have given the movie something at this point I would have it would have helped the movie though Fish you reckon to be non-linear yeah absolutely okay, it it's dull it's dull it's not dull it? I mean, it, wouldn't made, it wouldn't have it made any dull. sense it's dull I phased out something I, I would have turned this off if we weren't recording this podcast I yeah, like, I'm not absolutely. watching this 100% it's, it's awful. It's a dreadful film. It's a comic strip movie, though. You can't do it out of sequence. It's not like one of those like books you had when you were a kid. Now go to page thirty-six. You know, you've got to you've got to read. Choose it in your sequence. own adventure. I'd watch that. The year is twenty twenty-three. Dick Tracy has been largely forgotten. It's you know, no one talks about this film. It's not going to appear on the top five performances of Al Pacino or the top five comic book movies like. There is no reason for this movie to reappear. And I have no reason to suggest that anybody watches this. Yeah. No? I've well, got, I've got... I, I've got no. I see, I think you should watch it for the absolute mad makeup yeah. and characters, because they're absolutely crackers. Top I'd five makeups. I'd, I'd like to suggest that someone Maybe. on YouTube does a uh, smash cut of all the interesting bits. Knocks it down to 25 minutes and watch that. But it's a tough sit, this film. I was struggling to think of a reason to recommend it. That's, that's all I was saying. I just yeah. couldn't. Well, on that note, Dave, does another movie do this better? Yeah. Sin City. Batman. Infinity War. How far do you want to go with this? We talk, okay. Are we talking comic yeah. book movies? So I no, think let's just, that's, that's too let's, broad. I think we strip it back. What, All right, well, you, you pick what, the category. Yeah, yeah. So what yeah. comic book film that is filmed in a specific comic book style is mm -hmm. better than mm -hmm. this? I mean, how many are there? Half a dozen, I would probably. suggest Sin City. Yeah. Sin City is pretty good. Yeah. 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 Did you see the sequel to that? Wasn't there two? No. I did, there was a sequel. I didn't watch it. Right, okay. Did you watch it, Jim? 
I saw the second one. There was two, right? No? Yeah, was yeah. Not two sequels? Well, there was a sequel, and then Frank Miller went off and did The Spirit, which was universally mm-hmm. panned, oh, which dear. I've never seen. This is going to be an interesting one, because I think there's a lot. What memorabilia memorabilia would you like from this movie? I, I mean, I had it I, when I was a kid. I had the watch. Did you really? Yeah. See, that's what... He's told the, that at the start, Fish. Oh, I yeah, missed that. Attention. I wasn't listening. It was busy. Um... <laughs> The Apple Watch, right, is not yeah, far I know, from that. very good. I know, good. and this is, what, this is what's amazing, because when I was a yeah. kid, I was like, I had this little watch that like lit up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just banged yeah. my mic, I might have to say that again. What? When I was a kid, I had this little watch that lit up, and it yeah. was like, oh, it would be amazing if I could actually talk through this, and now at the age of 37, I've got that. Yeah, and it's yeah. like my what's dreams really have come true. is that you can... And you don't. I know, right? No one, yeah, no one talks, yeah, no one the talks through the fucking watch. Even though you blatantly can. You Stupid. Can, yeah. Remake, sequel, or Paul Feig gender swap. Are we up for a vagina, Tracy? <laughs> oh. oh, dear. I think a gender oh swap of a comic book property... This one would be the one that would get the least kind of pushback, frothing at the mouth, rage from the internet. Do you not think? If they just did a female version of Dick Tracy, I think they could, I think they could get away with it. I don't think they'd get cancelled, or maybe it'd be mm-hmm. a fun thing to do. Yeah. Potentially, is is there a um, a sort of lead female detective film uh, or series in this style? Like, you know, I'm not thinking like Happy Valley or something. I would suggest Jessica Jones is the closest Oh, thing. very good. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Okay. Marvel again, Jim. Yeah. Jessica Jones is excellent, by the way. Big fan of Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. There's some rumours cool. they're going to bring it back for Disney. I hope they are. Yeah. I can't think of any others. No, I, I think that's it. Fair enough. I mean, the sequel's um, been talked about for years. I mean, I think... Yeah, still owns the rights. He went to court over it recently went, yeah. and, and won. He went to court over it. He still says he's going to make a sequel. He obviously won't be in it. It'll be it, it would somewhere. be an, a CG mess as well, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah. There's no but way I, they'd do all that. But I'd like to think they wouldn't go too CG with it and they'd make it look old, old Quite school. S- oh, like, okay. You know what? I, yeah. I'd completely get behind a Ryan Gosling, Dick Tracy movie. Oh, hey, that'd be cool. I can see Ryan Gosling, I'd, be, I'd be up for that. Yeah. yeah. Get Nicholas Winding Refn and Ryan Gosling. But this is what I mean. But then you've got to get a supporting cast, right? Because when I was watching this, I was like, this cast is incredible. Like, imagine they did this today, right? All right. I'm imagine, imagining. Imagine your Dick Tracy was like mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. You've got, I don't know, fucking Christian Bale. George Clooney, Christian Bale, yeah, Ryan Gosling. DiCaprio like, was DiCaprio, Yeah, just get all these like incredible actors in there. Because that's essentially what happened. And it's like, that would be yeah, amazing yeah. to see. I'd be see. up for that. I'd be up for that. Yeah. That DiCaprio would be good, wouldn't be mumbled though. No, no, he'd want a speaking part. Who would it be? Who'd be Mumbles? It'd Wait. be Tom Hardy because you can't understand him anyway. Tom Hardy Perfect. would be Mumbles. That's great yes. casting. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah. Brilliant. I'll do my Tom Hardy impression in this. I need a pint glass. Yes. Does that work? Well, perhaps he was wondering why someone would shoot a man before That's throwing him out of a plane. You were merely raised in the darkness. I was born in it. Raised by. Molded by it. <laughs> I think this is so close to being Batman. It might as well be Batman. Danny Elfman's wailing in the background. Ugh. I just think this movie's more fun. Batman can go fuck himself. No black people in this movie.